How's everybody doing today? And welcome to this episode of the Hey Chicago podcast brought to you by Believe Network. Like, comment, and subscribe on whatever platform that you may be using. But at 2 or 3 a.m. this morning, we have the most exciting news of the offseason for the Chicago Cubs. As Jeff Passan reported that Cody Bellinger will be signing back with the Cubs on a three-year, $80 million contract. Now, this is something that we have been waiting months and months on for because for a while it did seem like Cody Bellinger was not about to come back to this team, especially after the Cubs signed Peralta a few days ago. That seemed like that was kind of like their safe spot where they're just trying to sign somebody instead of not signing back Bellinger and having no other options. It seemed like after this past week, it seemed like Scott Boris wanted to get his final offer in with the Cubs, and it seemed like the Cubs management just didn't want to budge on any huge contract. But three years, $80 million is the perfect, and I mean the perfect contract for Cody Bellinger. He proved himself last year to be a great player again. You bring him back on an under $100 million contract, which probably zero people expected. It seemed like, especially because all the Boris clients, all the Boris clients all have not been signed by a team yet. We see Blake Snell, we see Matt Chapman, we see Cody Bellinger just signed back. This is one of the agents in the league where he wants to get his money's worth for his clients. And it seemed like it was a great job by the Cubs management to just make sure they didn't budge on anything that just was out of the ordinary. I think that $80 million for three years is perfect for Cody Bellinger. When he goes up to his 30s, he will still be a pretty nice profile player for the Cubs at a very pretty relatively cheap contract for a huge market like Chicago. But I really, really do like this offer for the Cubs. I think this brings you right back into playoff contention because you have all these young guys that I'm about to name in a little bit, and you bring back your your core guy, your guy that you brought in that prove a deal. And now you have him locked up for the next three years around your surrounding top three young core. So it's very, very exciting to see what's about to happen, especially with spring training already kicking its way into this year. And I don't think that the Cubs manager may be done yet. I think there could still be another power hitter that they're trying to bring in right now. With a lot of guys gone now, especially Jorge Soler after this past week, it'll be kind of hard to find a guy that you really, really want, especially Reese Hoskins being gone, which hurt as well but there's still some guys on the market that you could bring in. I really don't know how I feel about bringing in Matt Chapman. I feel like, especially with the way Matt Shaw was playing a couple of days ago against the White Sox, and then you have Morrell, who you're trying to play at third base a little bit, and you also have Nick Madrigal, who plays pretty much anywhere in the infield except for first base. I feel like offering a contract to Matt Chapman, which will probably be relatively more expensive around the Ballinger ways, I feel like that's just not really needed. I feel like you could just ride out with your younger guys, sign a power hitter because this team just really doesn't have much power hitting whatsoever. And that's been one of their issues all year last year. And that was one of their issues with not bringing back Bellinger. You have all these pieces around him now that will work. You have Hap, PCA, Suzuki, guys like that. And you just have to make it work around him. And with, with the, Retaining Bellinger, I do really just want to go around this lineup for the Cubs. So at left field, you're going to have Ian Happ, somebody that who is always up and down, but at his very best, he could be a nice all-star player. But if not, he is honestly a really poor, really poor hitter, but I think he could work out well in left field this year. Center field, you have P. Crow Armstrong. And now I think that P. Crow Armstrong will probably be brought up this year early in the year. I feel like he's going to be their center fielder for – 
majority of the year this year. Yes, he has his hitting issues. I think that I think that will just come as he ages. I think he will I think he'll be a pretty quality hitter in this league. I don't have an issue with him hitting. I know that many people around the MLB think that his hitting it will be his downfall as a player, but I really do think that PCA has so much talent that there's no way that he won't be a good hitter in this league. And at right field, you have Seiya Suzuki, who absolutely popped off at the end of last year. We saw him last year. He had his struggles in the beginning of the season. A lot of people didn't really like the way that he was playing. But at the end of the year, when the Cubs were making that playoff run, he was one of those guys that catalyzed their team and really kind of brought them back into that contention. And I know a lot of guys hate that outfield play that he had around the end of last season, which did cost them a game. But you can't really blame one player for not making the whole playoffs. And at first base, like I was just saying, that's going to be Cody Ballinger. I think he will switch off between center field and first base and DH all year. I think they're just going to play him anywhere possible, depending on the matchups against the teams. I think he, Bellinger will have another great year this year. I think that he not only wanted to improve himself last year to have a nice year, but he really, I think, will want to get back onto that MVP mode where he was a while ago now, but he still can get up to that point again. Cody Bellinger is one of the best left-handed hitters in baseball, and I think that his defense is also very slept on because he is one of the best defensive first basemen also in the league. And at second base, you still have young Nico Horner. And Nico Horner, I think, another one of those contact guys you have around Bellinger or you have around, say, Suzuki, he's just somebody that's going to get on base all the time. He's great in the, in the middle infield next to Dansby Swanson, one of the best middle infield uh, defensively that we have seen in this league so in the past couple of years. But I'm very excited to see what Nico Horner will do this next coming year. Pretty sure it's about to be his third or fourth year in the league. So he, I think this is really the breakout year for him. And people really see that he is a top three to five center, second baseman in this league. And at third base, I think this is honestly the most interesting part of what I think is going to happen this year. I think Christopher Murrell will start off at third base for the Cubs. Um, Craig Council has said throughout the offseason that he is trying to train Christopher, Christopher Morrell into playing more third baseman because that's kind of like their spot where they don't really have a sure piece where it's going to be at. But I think that Christopher Morrell, with his power hitting, with his athleticism, I think he could still be a quality third baseman in the league. He was fantastic in this this um, past weekend playing spring training. His contact hitting seemed better. His his power hitters power hitting seemed even better. It's just will he be able to make those hard plays at third base? Because third base is honestly one of the most slept on hard positions to play in baseball. You have one of the you have one of the farthest one of the farthest throws you have to make in base, and it's it's really difficult to make those throws from third base to first base after you're playing in only the outfield. It's pretty much a whole different ball game, but I think with his athleticism and talent, he will be able to figure it out. And at shortstop, obviously, we have Dansby Swanson, a guy brought in on that seven-year deal last year. He played pretty well last year. He has ups and downs, but he came in as a surefire shortstop that could play great defense and still has some good hitting on the side of it. But, yes, I do want to see his power hitting come up a little bit next year. And then at DH, you got a guy. You have the guy that you brought in on the – LA Dodgers deal that happened about a month ago. You have Michael Bush. 
Bush, I think, is going to be a pretty good DH for them in, for the league. I think that he will switch off at DH, and I think he will switch off at first base with Bellinger. And he seemed like he could be a pretty good quality rotational piece for this team. He's still pretty young, um, and I think he's just going to be one of those guys that's built around this team for the future. And at center, you still I mean, at catcher, you still have Jan Gomes. And Jan Gomes, obviously, as he's aging, he you're probably going to want to bring another guy relatively soon you have Miguel Amaya still in there too one of the younger guys with pretty good talent coming up into this league but Jan Gomes is one of those veterans that's needed on this team the Cubs are still a very young team you want to have those veterans surrounding your young younger guys that are going to be coming up all year all year long and Jan Gomes is I think one of those quality players that is just going to be around this Cubs team for the next one maybe two years and obviously I think starting at pitcher this for the opening day, I think it's going to be Justin Steele. Steele is coming off a top five Cy Young finalist season. I think that he's going to come in pretty well this year again, and I think he will perform once again. So with all of these new players, these new pieces, you have guys that could switch around. Like I said, you could switch Morel from third base. You could put him to outfield. You could put him to DH because you have guys like Nick Madrigal over there. You have guys like Patrick Wisdom. And it's kind of like there's a lot of there's I feel like Craig Council really just wanted to build his team around having guys that could play in multiple positions because that seems like where the Cubs are kind of going right now. They don't have guys that only play solely one position. Like I said, Ian Happ will play probably anywhere in the outfield. Pico Armstrong is going to be probably their surefire center fielder this year. Say Suzuki will probably play DH this year, or probably play right field. Then you look at Bellinger. He's a center fielder, first baseman, and DH. Nico Horner, he could slide him to the third base and he could slide him to shortstop. Dazzy Swanson's definitely just going to stay at shortstop because he's a gold glover over there. And then at third base, like I was saying, you have all those moves you can make. So there's a lot of ways this Cubs team can go this year. And I think that with these new signings, with signings or trades, I think they're still going to make. This is going to be a highly contending team for the NL Central. I think them and the Reds will be the two teams up top this year. But we did have some baseball coming out this past this past weekend. Very exciting to see that coming in once again. And first game up was against the Chicago White Sox, crosstown rivals. But the Cubs did end up beating them eight to one. It was pretty much domination from the beginning to the end by the Cubs. You have six runs in the for- first inning for the Cubs, and the inning was led by Christopher Morel, who had a two-run homer in the first inning. Like I said before, he has shown off his power hitting once again. And then you have P. Crow Armstrong, who, I, like I was saying before, people think that he will be struggling hitting. He comes into this game, he has he he just gets one hit. He's just going to be coming into the season still, like, going to be iffy off of last year. He's a little behind, but he's going to have his struggles. But he has one hit and then two runs in this game, so he's pretty much shut off his speed. I think that's something that people do know about his game is that he's one of the faster players on this Cubs team. And then you have Alexander Canario, who has also had a hit in the run this game. And I do want to say the new jerseys that it did show Canario's name in, those new jerseys just do not really show baseball whatsoever. I feel like those jerseys are just like, they just look like more fan jerseys instead of just quality baseball jerseys. And to me, baseball jerseys are the best uniforms in any professional sport. And you just really can't mess them up. I feel like they still might make a change on them. I'm praying that they do make a change on them but those jerseys i think right now are pretty poor i think a lot of the players think they're poor 
the fans think they're poor and i think they just really 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 need to change them but yeah that was a great first game for the cubs eight to one you had wicks only pitch one inning you're not gonna have your pitchers pitch that much in spring training obviously but the young guys just show what they could do in that first game and in the second game they played the san francisco giants and they beat them eight to four and highlighting this game for all the cubs young guys was i think brendan davis Davis had went two for three for with three RBIs and a, and a homer. Davis struggled a lot of last year. Um, before last year, it seemed like Brennan Davis was kind of the guy for the Cubs coming up in their farming system, but he had a pretty rough year last year, being sent down for a while. But I think that was just I think that was just a fluke year. I think Brennan Davis has so much talent to work with this year. And the Cubs have so many outfielding prospects that they pretty much can pick and choose which ones they really want to bring up. But and with Brendan Davis, you have pretty pretty much a guy that hasn't been talked about that much at all this offseason and Chase Shrump, who also had a homer. And Shrump is a 25 year old third baseman. I don't know if he's going to make the final roster for the Cubs or not, but it seemed like he has some nice power hitting. And if he keeps performing like this as the as spring training goes on, you really just don't know what's going to happen. He could be brought up, but he could just stay on the team in in the triple, triple A, double A, something like that. But like I said, this team has so much young talent, and their young talent is just surrounded by like some good veterans around them. But I think they just need some more power, power hitting, and I think that their rotation just needs a little bit more help. And Jed will be able to figure that out either in – free agency but i think he also can make some moves in in the trade market as well but very exciting to see especially after that 2 a.m bomb from from jeff basson about the news about cody bellinger but with that i'm going to end this episode of the hey chicago podcast thank you all for thank you all for listening like comment and subscribe whatever platform that you may be using and i will talk to you all again next week